0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk ABM with me, Declan Mulkeen, CMO of account-based marketing agency, Strategic ABM. ABM is one of the hottest B2B strategies right now, helping companies to win, grow, and retain their most important accounts. This podcast allows me to spend some time talking to account-based marketing leaders about their ABM programs and share their insights with other B2B marketers, wherever you are on your ABM journey. So, John, thanks for joining us today. Um, we're living through some extraordinary times at the moment. What,
1: um, what have you learned over the last few weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely unprecedented times, Dec, Um That's for sure. I think we all realize that. Um, I guess what I've learned on a personal level and on a sort of more of a macro level is that um, there's been a, a, a huge adjustment that most of us are all going through, have gone through, and that, and on a personal level, is is being around. My goodness, what's happening in the world? Um, what does this mean to to my family, my health, um, and the, my loved ones? But you know, and then my job and and my career, and adjusting from being office based to being home based. Not only from my point of view, but but the team as a whole. Uh, has been a significant change and I think a lot of us are all been going through that and have gone through it I mean we're into our fifth week now of of working from home and that's been interesting to say the least I actually think it's it's working really well for us but there's been a massive adjustment that that everybody has and is going through and there's a consequences there's 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 been a lot of everything's up in the air and and has been for some time what I have seen though because we purposely spent uh, as much time as we possibly can speaking to as many of our customers, as many of our agency partners uh, just to really understand what's going on in their world. And, and I think whilst that has been on a human level, very much the shared consensus feeling there is very much now a uh, thinking around right. What, what is important to us, to our business, to our customers? Mm. Uh, what must we absolutely do despite everything that's going on in a, in a chaotic way in the world? And the, the, the consensus we're getting is that, yes, we understand that there isn't going to be a lot of acquiring of new business, particularly from new customers for, for now. But what we've really got to double down on is making sure we, we really look after our customers, understand their challenges, and don't lose them. Yeah. and Do as much as we can to support them through this very difficult time. And, and, and that's really kind of the, the, the common theme that we get from everybody that we've been t- speaking to.
0: Yeah, And linked to that, uh, John obviously there's been a lot of talk on, on LinkedIn and other platforms about whether or not now is the time to be selling. What, what's your take What's your take on that?
1: Yeah I, I think um, our, our view is it's probably not the right time to, to be selling just now. I think the time now is to really about sending out positive messaging, um, giving you know hints and tips and ideas that can help us individually and and collectively navigate through these choppy waters. I think that for me feels like the right thing to do. And that's certainly the sense that we get from a lot of our customers that we're talking to in terms of what they're doing right now. Um, I I think that it's ethically as well. I think it's, it's not the right thing to be doing, to be selling to people. I mean, we've, we've really pulled back on, on, on our marketing that is all around, Uh, that could be perceived as being trying to sell and and be opportunistic. I think that's just not right now, particularly in in what's going on in the world. But absolutely reinforcing best practice, uh, how to do things better, more efficiently, because the reality is, you know, if your budget hasn't been squashed by now, it will be pretty soon. Uh, We're all going to have to do more with less, certainly less budget and so going forward finding out how we can still be effective as individuals but also as functions in our businesses that we work for is absolutely critical so i we get a sense that if you can help people to to understand and navigate through these difficult times that feels like the right thing to do
0: yeah and so let's talk about data obviously science um, and obviously your platform nexus with its intent data features how does that play now um with regards to the approaches you're taking or your clients or your agency partners are taking with 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 regards to customers and and you know new client acquisition etc
1: yeah it's you know it's a really good point um i think you know the point i mentioned earlier on doing more with less is the key here it's it's all about efficiency um, you know, if you're in a marketing perspective, um, you, you've really got to think about well, what customers do I gauge with, and and mm-hmm. when and why. And at some point in the near future, you are going to have to think about acquisition again when when things start to calm down a little bit and the economy maybe uh, you know when the restrictions are, are restri- you know are relieved to a degree and the you know, the economy starts to pick up because you know we're all in here to support our businesses and to, to keep our jobs. And, and, and we need to think about that. And, and if we're in this world where efficiency, productivity is absolutely critical, having the insights to be able to determine where you spend your time, effort, and the, the budget you have left is absolutely sacrosanct and vital. And we're, we have a, a unique uh, set of insights and data that enables companies to do exactly that. So you know we're tracking uh, you know millions, hundreds of millions of companies around the globe when they uh, in you know going online to visiting over 55,000 publisher websites, and when they're doing some level of research and engaging with content on those websites, we can pick up that behavior, attribute it to those organisations, and what that does is it provides early warning signals for our customers and for our partners to establish when those customers that they have or those prospects that they are you know want to win as customers look like that they are potentially in a relevant buying journey or they're researching particular topics that suggest they may have a a particular need and and what that means is is that you can then really hone in on with zero with with laser precision um and zero waste Uh, you know the Opportunities that are most likely to convert, and and that's absolutely vital. Um, Takes out a lot of the noise and the guesswork in terms of how you consider engaging with your customers um, and making sure that you personalize with them and and send out the right message and or the right opposite proposition at the right time.
0: What are some of the best uh, use cases that you have seen with regards to how um, intent data is activated?
1: So. It depends on what you're, you know, what you're trying to do. If you're, if you're trying to engage with existing customers, um, we've seen some, uh, or whether you're trying to acquire. So if I take the first one in terms of acquiring its existing customers, there's a spectrum. Mm. You know, we see some some really innovative organisations doing some very clever stuff on a one to one ABM perspective, as well as right through to a kind of a one to many yeah. and the other end of the spectrum and it's it 's you know different uses of intent to support both those use cases on an engagement level, so on a one to one level we've seen some really interesting uh, innovations whereby they tend to be tracking larger companies so you know global organizations with lots of thousands tens of thousands of employees sometimes hundreds of thousands of employees and if you're then trying to increase your engagement and, and the intelligence around lots of different people lots of different decision-making units in that single very large enterprise that in itself is very It's labor intensive. It's very challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can still pick up on some really clever insights by tracking the behavior inside those companies, even on a regional basis and understand and interpret what that behavior means. So mapping that behavior to your own value propositions or your products and establishing what stage of the buying journey is really, really critical. And what we've seen where some really great use of those insights have driven great results is where there's been a link between that behavior typically picked up in the marketing function, that interpretation around, okay, what does that suggest? What stage of the journey? How can we align our messaging around particular value propositions and then start to think about how we engage with the right people inside those companies at that time using tools like LinkedIn, for example, using activation into display advertising, whereby you can connect the dots between behavior, need, and your message that is on point, and delivering that in in a very cohesive way across those different channels to start the conversation, raise awareness, build up credibility and trust, and then ultimately convert that into something that's really tangible. Now, you know, it doesn't matter for me whether you're doing it on a one to one or a one to many basis. The challenge is still the same is that Okay, I've got a broad audience to go after either in one organization because it's global. There's lots of decision making units and lots of people I need to interact with or if I'm on a one to many use case. Yes, the, the the number of people in each side of organ, each organization may be less, but I'm spreading it across lots of different companies. Yeah. Either way, you've got to you know pinpoint who who you focus on and why, and drive that efficiency and and not use that spray and pray approach, which is perhaps what companies have done before now.
0: So, in effect, the the, the intent data and obviously science and 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 your platform nexus. It's allowing organizations to, as you were saying, to laser focus or laser target their um, either their, their client acquisition strategy or indeed which clients that they currently have, which ones are showing more or less intent around your solutions
1: uh, absolutely and and it's the same for engagement as it is for acquisition. You know acquisition is sometimes um, you know the, the primary objective for for many b2 b organizations. Um, but, but engagement is also a really good use of intent because, you know, the the old adage that, you know, it's, it costs a lot less to, to, to drive business through your existing customers than it does winning new is, is still valid, but it, but in both cases, you need it, you know, you need to be super efficient and you need to make sure you've got insights that justify you spending time, money and effort, whether you're focusing on engagement in companies or you're acquiring new ones, it's the same principle and you're actually doing the same things, it's just in a slightly different context.
0: And i that, that intent data you were, you were alluding to earlier is also the informing the, the content strategy, the messaging strategy, et cetera, right?
1: Totally, absolutely. Because if you, you know, it's all well and good that you pick up on those insights and you can think, okay, yeah, I, I can tell or I've got a good feel for the fact that that behavior inside that company means they, are, they have a particular need that is aligned to this product or this value proposition. Mm -hmm. Do you now have something to say that is going to be relevant um, and poignant and is going to um, create or start the conversation? And so you need to be able to map that behavior to need and to your messaging and your content that you have. And if you, and also identify if you've got any gaps. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even before you've executed any form of campaign, um, just doing this exercise on a macro level, you know, to understand the sentiment in your marketplace from a planning and a strategy perspective is is really important. But absolutely then use those insights to drive your prioritization around your campaigns, establish if you've got the content that you, you need, where are the gaps, can you fill them, and then you're ready to, to do something about it and then turn that insight into something actionable, and start the engagement the conversation with your customers or your prospects
0: and of course this isn't just for marketing right this is also for sales I mean some of the kind of the times that we've seen the best and the most effective use of intent data is when obviously the sales teams actually have access to this data
1: absolutely absolutely and, and you know we I've always been a, a, you know an advocate of, of marketing and sales working in concert with each other you know there's there's always been a in some organizations to some degree, a degree of um, friction between marketing and sales. And, and, you know, I I absolutely think that the coming together of those two functions is vital for every successful B2B organization, particularly in the current climate. There's no excuse for it not to happen right now. And and the ones that that don't do that will, will, will really struggle. Um, And so, you know, informing sales around what's going on inside of their accounts, uh, whether they are existing customers and they're managing relationships and farming and, and retaining or whether they are looking at acquiring and winning new ones, having that intelligence, that, that insight and feeding that into the sales function in, in the right way, so not overwhelming them with complexity and too much detail, but giving them the, the real nuggets, the golden nuggets that are going to help make a difference for them and that they can do something about is absolutely critical. And the companies that get that bit right will be the ones that I believe will be the most successful in the future, particularly in in you know the, the world that we now live in. And where I see some real innovation in that happening is is that there's sort of that marketing and sales partnership is 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 working effectively, using intent, using insights to be able to do exactly that that they collaborate from a marketing and a sales perspective to, to interact with those decision-making units when they see that behavior taking place. Mm-hmm. And one of the stats that we, you know, I always refer to at this point is that, uh, and, and you know, we've seen this through the industry research that we've undertaken. It's just, it's not just what we see that when you're spotting opportunity from intent um, and you've made that connection between your value propositions and that behavior, and they're in that early stage, Uh, activity phase when marketing and sales are working together to interact with the individuals within that buying group when they're in that beginning of of that journey they've got an increase as much as 70% of converting it through to a sale and whereas if you don't do that and it's just you know marketing engaging and sales not being part of the conversation and then sales saying no only give us opportunity when it's bank qualified You know, by definition, if that's a true bank qualification, that's a late stage opportunity. Mm -hmm. If then sales only get involved and that customer has moved through to the late stages of the buying journey, they've already made their decision, probably with one of your competitors, and you're just going to be benchmarked. Your probability to close is reduced by 70%. So it's absolutely vital if you take that through to its natural conclusion, that picking up on those early stage behaviours, making that connection between need your value proposition, your content, and marketing and sales coming together to interact at that early opportunity will mean that more companies will be successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing it, John, in terms of how we as an agency are working with our marketing teams and our sales teams and actually getting sales involved a lot earlier in the process, really, Um, both through social selling campaigns or through actual outreach to uh, prospects as well. We're definitely seeing that. That with the data we can we can use from the from the intent platform, we're definitely seeing um, uh, an uptick in, in engagement and, and 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 more conversations being produced. Actually, yeah. So a question for you, actually, you're at home, obviously. There, I'm sitting at home here. We're all at home in this in these rather you know extraordinary times that we're living through at the moment. Talk to me a little bit about how your platform works with regards to obviously intent. And and, and and what maybe separates you from other vendors in this space?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think um, essentially the way it works, uh, and I, meant, I alluded to it a bit earlier on, um, we're tracking over 55,000 uh, publisher websites around the globe, and we have the ability that when, um, you know, people inside organisations in an anonymous way, because we're living in this world where privacy is absolutely... Mm-hmm critical you know post gdpr um and you know that all the laws around cookies and everything else is changing and in, in evolving on a regular basis and it's all about privacy and and our own individual rights so a lot of this is anonymous and and it has to be consented and um, mm. that's the first instance so if you go to a publisher website and you see these consents popping up you know you have to opt in okay that's the first thing and uh, you're still anonymous, and you're not able to, re- you know, reveal that who that individual is and identify them. And and actually, what we're doing at this particular point in time is we have technology that that just makes the link between that device, that, that you know, and and the company and the location at that particular point. And it really, um, the, you know, once we've done that through our technology, essentially what we do is we analyse the content that they engage with on those websites. Um so you know, did they just view and then walk away, or did they like and share it? Did they download some content? And, and what are they looking at? And we're able to actually scan that content, mm-hmm. run it through natural language processing algorithms to understand the semantic meaning. And and that's that's where we pick up our intent. And and so um firstly we've got a fairly unique data set, particularly for Europe, that is Wider and deeper than any any other vendor in the marketplace, and that's that gives us real points of, of differentiation but the really interesting thing about um the the techniques that we use is it doesn't matter whether you're you know that these individuals are doing some research at home uh, and then before the restrictions they could have been in in their office they could have been in a hotel in a cafe It doesn't really matter to us because we still can make that association between that device and and that company in that particular location. So the fact that we're all now working from home doesn't doesn't change that. That association is still there. And in fact, you know, whilst we have seen at a macro level a slight decline in overall activity, actually it's it's picking up again because I think as more and more people have got their head round crikey, what's happening in the world, um, I'm working from home and adjusting they're actually spending a lot of time online. I think, I don't know if you've seen the LinkedIn stats that are out there, that LinkedIn usage is through the roof. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of online activity now really creeping back up. Um, and there's still a lot of um, uh, research being undertaken. And, uh, it, you know, it, it doesn't disrupt our, our offering in any way, shape or form. And
0: obviously one of the kind of, key benefits of of your platform is the fact that you can actually target the individual that is actually conducting that search. Yeah. It's it's incredibly novel.
1: Absolutely. And and, and that's really important because, you know, it's all about um, being able to uh, protect user privacy, but at the same time, be helpful and relevant and timely. Um, and then, you know, that's a key function of what GDPR is trying to do, the, the bottom line in terms of the fundamental principle. And, and, and so if you can see that there are, there is some research being undertaken inside a particular organization, um, and let's just say it's an enterprise company, even if it's a mid-market company, you've still got to work out, okay, how do, how do I then go after you know, and speak to certain people? How do I engage with them? Whether it's through LinkedIn, uh, calling them or whatever I'm, I'm, you know, sending the direct mail to, to try and start the conversation, um, it's really important to try and really hone in on uh, who those individuals might well be. And so a way that we can do that digitally, um, when you build your audiences inside our platform, so you can say, right, these companies or this company I'm interested in is showing some behavior that s- suggests I need to, there's something of interest for me to do something about it. We, we can help you to onboard your audiences into a display campaign into display advertising platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, because it's, uh, you know, cookie based, uh, it means that we can, uh, enable those uh, audiences to be synced with this, the, the display platform and you can then send them a message, mm-hmm. uh, an ad that is linked to the behavior. And when they click on the ad and end up on your landing page, we can pick that behavior up. And that means that you stand a better chance of sending the right message to the right individuals at the right time, and then track when, when they're starting to engage with your brand and, and your content. Yeah.
0: John, thank you. Fascinating talking to you today about intent and, um, and learning more about science and Arting Nexus, your platform. Thanks very much for your time today. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Let's Talk ABM, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.